Yes, it's me, Mark Stone, and this is the Backseat Driver Podcast. I'd like to welcome to the Backseat Driver Radio Show, John Forrest, Yorkshireman, rally driver and co-driver. John, welcome to the Backseat Driver Radio Show. Thank you very much. When did it all start? My motorsport started uh, early 60s when stock car racing came up to Austral. Yeah. Uh, it was actually not specialised care, it was just a matter of taking an old banger, chop the wings off, fasten the doors and go racing. And I quite enjoyed that for a while. And then it got a little bit more specialised and I bought uh, a stock car from a chap called Trevor Frost who down London Way. Yeah. Who done quite well in it. And that was... Uh, Good. I raced at Bradford, Sheffield, Bellevue, and my final race was at Bellevue when I was doing quite well. I got into the final and I was lying about third overall, and there was a guy there who was an ace. Yeah. <clears throat> Josie Vosovich. Yeah. He had, uh, it was based on an Auburn car, and I caught him going into the bend uh, and I just touched his back yeah spun him around and as I'm going and I looked at the mirror got around and I said uh, to myself I think you've made a mistake there he'll have you yeah. <laughs> and he came straight across the grass yeah and t-boned <laughs> and the car was like a banana that was the end of the stock car races <laughs> from that we got into, I had my own garage business. A uh, friend of mine had a Mini. Yeah. Just an 850 Mini. Uh, and he was a member of Airdale and Pennine Motor Club in yeah. Bradford. From there, he says, come down to a meeting. He says, uh, so I got the bug and I got a chance to buy one of the first Mini Coopers. Yeah. This was in 19... Oh, uh, it late 50s yeah uh, got that uh, and I went rallying and I thought it was flat out from day one you know, yeah from uh, and the navigator quietly announced no this is a quiet zone you've got to go quietly through here I thought well this is not rallying <laughs> <laughs> anyway some cotton dog uh, and uh, from Mini I got but uh, I had a Mini Cooper, swapped that in for a, with Tony Fall down at Apple Yards. Oh, yeah. He was the uh, salesman down there. He said, we've got uh, this Cooper S. Yeah. And it was a 1071. Pig of a car it was. <laughs> it used to uh, use more oil than it did petrol, I think. Yeah. Uh, never, never got on with it. Uh, and then the 1275 yeah. Cooper S came out. I got that. Did quite well in that. But then I, after a while, I liked rear wheel drive. I had to go in a Cortina. Yeah. They'd just come out. And I bought an ex hill climb car, bought to a chap called Bobby Monkman. He only used it for Airwood Hill Climb. Yeah. And it was lowered suspension. And I bought that off Ken Lee in Leeds. And. Uh, I really enjoyed that car, yeah. the Cortina GT. 
I won the Moss Tyres in it, uh, uh, York Rally, uh, autocrossed it, hill climbed it. We used to do a, a road rally at night, yeah. Saturday night, and then I, I remember we to go to Airwood Hill Climb straight away on the Sunday <laughs> because it was a shell sport yeah. league. Uh, yeah, motor clubs were all, Yorkshire motor clubs were all uh, in this particular league. And we, just after points, turned up with knobbly tyres. Yeah. Scrutineers came, looked at it, and said, I had scrutineer in that. He said, It's too dirty. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to go into Leeds to get a car wash. Yeah. And steam clean the engine and yeah. before the. Like, and we did, we did the, the, I did the, the perfectionists, you know, the real hill climb experts. Yeah. Were quite amused that I was doing the hill climb when Obelisk still on. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, we got the points, and we went on. And then, but I used to enjoy autocross. Yeah. Uh, and then, a lot of Scaltina came out. Mark one. Local garage, Albert Farnell's in Bradford, rang me up. He used to buy a lot of cars from them. Yeah. And he said, "We've got this uh, solicitor's car." He said, "It's a uh, lot of Scaltina. Would you be interested in it?" I said, "Yeah, how much is it?" So I looked at her and says, I'd have to have 400 pounds for it. <laughs> I said, uh, I said no, don't, don't be silly. I said, and it was about, what, three months old? That yeah. Finished up, I think I gave it about five, 525 for it. Yeah. And it was that. But then again, it wasn't as good as the GT. Yeah. And from that, uh, Cortinas, I got a Mark II Cortina from Crystals of Hull that somebody had used. And that wasn't a very serious. I rolled that in the Isle of Mull. Yeah. A Mull rally. Which was quite interesting because I mean, we're going down this stage and come, just slipped off the bank. Yeah. And my navigator was frightened to death of water. Oh, right. And he, he says, Be careful down here. He says, It's very narrow. And because it slipped off, went onto its side. Then onto its roof into the water, yeah. Because we didn't know how deep it was, and it's scraping along the bottom of the uh, stream or the, the river. And uh, I'm looking out. I said, anyway, it came to rest. Screen had gone. Yeah. Covered in mud. Water was coming up. And I said to John Bedford, he was. He was, he was going with John Cleese because he used to look like John no. Cleese. Yeah. And I said, are you all right, John? And I'm looking out. Nowhere to be seen. I thought. <laughs> This unlucky car, <laughs> I thought. And anyway, all these jocks came rushing over. It wasn't deep, it was only about two foot deep. Yeah. And they got and this slid deep to the bank and yeah. got it back up. And there's John Bedford on the bank, <laughs> covered in mud. I said, How the hell did he get out? He said, Well, I could see it was going over, so he said, I jumped out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we drove all the way back from. The Isle of Mull, back to Bingham with a plastic screen. Yeah. And some of the York lads had some jacks to jack yeah. their roof back, back up. And got back all the way to Bingham and the police pulled me up. Yeah. And wouldn't let me go any further. <laughs> I said, I've just drove from Scotland in this. She said, don't care, you're not going any further. So I looked at John, I said, what are we doing? She said, just sit there for a bit. Anyway, yeah. we waited until he'd gone. <laughs> <laughs> and then we drove back home because yeah. I lived here at that time you know but uh, it was uh, it was good fun yeah good fun
I mean, the one thing you were known for are your exploits in the RAC rally, aren't they? Yeah, yes. I mean, how many RACs did you do? Uh, at least... I think I did about eight. Yeah. Eight rallies. As, that, a, as a driver and a co-driver? No, no, it was, it was just a very rich lad in Bradford. Yeah. He'd got, he'd got a brand new twin cam escort. Yeah. He was in the motor club, the Adele and Pennine. Uh, and uh, he said to me, he said, I need a navigator, I'm doing the RAC. And this was about three months before the event. Yeah. So I said, if you don't, can't find anybody, then I'll do it with you. Yeah. You know, and that's when 1971 from how to get it started. Yeah. That was my baptism of fire on the RAC. <laughs> uh, and it was, uh, what, it started snowing. You couldn't get to some of the stages. Uh, anyone anyway, with Persevere got all round. He was terribly ill. Yeah. Uh, going up to Scotland, and he he said, "I can't drive." I, just, I said, "Well, we're not we're not retiring. I said, take some pills and we'll carry on." Yeah. And I finished up driving, navigating with the road book on the steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got all the way back to Arrogate for the halfway halt. Yeah. And I thought we got we'll pack up there. You know. uh, so, I mean, results didn't matter. It was just about getting around. Yeah. Anyway, he, I remember driving up the ramp and his mother was there and he said to Paul Watmoff was the driver. I said, Paul, is your brother there? And he, he was asleep in the passenger seat. Yeah. So it was, you know, really reclined. And Paul's mother thought that I was on my own. Yeah. She said, where's Paul? I said, he's there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fast asleep on the ramp. Yeah. Then I get Anyway, the following morning, after we'd had a night's trip, I said, what do you think? He said, I think I'm all right. Said, yeah. Uh, we'll carry on. I said, right. So we got up the next day. It was quite... His stomach had settled and everything. Yeah. And we set off, and we had to go to uh, Eschelt. Yeah. Uh, and then he did the stage at Eschelt and then the lad who built the car lived just uh, his garage was just up the road from Eschelt yeah. and he insisted on taking it there because the local press were coming from telling off in August yeah. to interview us and uh, the star, Jim Souter was a mechanic and he just took all the plugs out I said leave it alone it's going alright I mean we haven't really stressed it because of the weather yeah uh, I said, leave it alone. Don't fiddle with Don't it. Fiddle with it. <laughs> I know, but he insisted on changing the plugs, the points, you know, brake pads, and we yeah. hardly use the brakes. You know. Anyway, then we set off to, to go to Charnock Ridge. And, yeah. And, well, it was missing like hell. <laughs> car. I pulled into a friend of mine's garage at Ilkley, and uh, he couldn't find anything wrong. Anyway, it's coughing and spluttering all the way to Charnock Ridge. Uh, and I'm look at, I started looking around it and I took the distributor cap off and I could see I thought that looks loose and yeah. the, the points they hadn't screwed them down yeah. you know the base plate and I thought I could do with the flip screwdriver yeah. so the Ford van were just packing up and ready to go I said, have you, have you got a Philip Scott? He said, have you got any tackle of your own? I said, no, no, I haven't really. <laughs> and uh, he, let, he, gave me, he said, hey, you can have that. So he gave me a little Philip screwdriver and I tightened it up. 
And by this time, we must have been an hour late. Yeah. But it set off like steaming down towards Wales. Fortunately, it was a long run. Yeah. And we got back uh, in the queue just in time to start. Yeah. And after that, it uh, it just was uneventful, really. Yeah. Just took it steady. Apart from when we got to uh, the Beacon, Brecon Beacons. Yeah. Uh, on the stages there, he wasn't very keen on driving, so he says, "Will you drive these?" I says, "Well, I've never been here before, but yeah." Yeah. And I was just intent on finishing, you yeah. know. And I drove most of the stages down in that stage. Yeah. And then, of course, we come back up to how to get to a hero's welcome. because yeah. we finished. I think, <laughs> I think there were about there were only about seventy cars out of all. Over 200 that yeah, finished. That finished. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you come from an era when coal drivers drove, yeah. and I hear constant tales of various yeah. coal drivers, not being funny from your era, yeah. where they did more driving than the driving oh, did. They did, yeah. yeah. And all, all the road sections. All the road sections. Yeah. And it's like you said, if the driver weren't feeling uh, particularly well, you'd drive the stage. Oh, well, I mean, classic example of Colin Grewer. When I went with Colin Grewer, he, he, uh, he was a lazy booker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, he, he said, how far to the next stage? I said, oh, it's about 20 miles. Right, you drive. Yeah. And he, head down. <laughs> and we got to uh, get to the stage. I says, there's four cars in front. Give us a shout when, <clears> it's, <throat> when, when it's our turn. Yeah. And he'd get out, down, wait, shake his head, put his helmet on. Yeah. And he also used to rally in a Coat, uh, jacket and coat. Yeah. Didn't have any overalls like everybody else. Yeah. And uh, do the stage. Then we get to the end of the stage. And I said, You can drive now. I said, It's only five miles at next. You can drive. Well, <laughs> 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 I mean, when you did the RAC, it was what I call a proper rally. I mean, I now call it, well, it's not even called the RAC, but I call yeah. it the rally of a little bit of South Wales. That's right, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the RAC, when you were driving them, were, were big events, weren't they? Oh, it was indeed. I, uh, I mean, from um, uh, the first um, experience of the RAC is when I was servicing for Jack Turner when he had a Saab two-stroke. Yeah. Uh, about 19... About 66, 67. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it started in Blackpool, went right up to Perth. Yeah. Came back to Blackpool and it went down and finished at Bournemouth. Yeah. You know, that was that was the RAC right? Yeah. I think it was over 2,000 miles and there was 300 odd mile of stages. Yeah. You know? Well, that, that, that was a rally. Now, it's, it's uh, what? Two day event, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, it's like what you, you describe modern rally as uh, office hours, don't That's you? That's right, yeah, yeah. And um, it's, I mean, I'm not saying it isn't intense and the speeds oh, that yeah, they do yeah, and everything yeah. else, yeah. but for me, and I don't know about for you, rallying has lost some of its glamour. Oh, it has indeed, yeah, yes. It was it was long distance. Yeah. It was hard work. The car, um, the cars, to my mind, I think the problem was. Well, it's not a problem. The cars, the people, the fans could relate to the cars because yeah. okay, they were strengthened. They had the yeah, cages yeah, and everything. Yeah. But ultimately, it was a car you could go in a showroom and more or less buy the same oh, thing. Yes, indeed. Yes. 
it's uh, it's the, uh, and also the the crowds you used to get on the RSA rally. Yeah, I mean it, you didn't need a map. <laughs> Not even in the road section, I mean the crowds of people. But yeah, uh, the only other alternate uh, experience I had of more crowds was uh, when I did the Firestone rally with Jack Chordoff. Yeah, in the Porsche, he gave me three days' notice. Yeah, he says, "Can you do?" Well, he says, "Everything's paid for. All you have to pay for is your booze." You know, <laughs> this is uh, hotels and everything. I says, "Well, why are you picking me?" I said, you know, and with all the other, he said, because nobody else could afford a fortnight off work. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it was, that was an experience. We went down to uh, Southampton. Yeah. Uh, got on the boat there. Colin Malkin sat with me for an afternoon telling me how to do pace notes. Yeah. Uh, got to Bilbao and the crowds were ecstatic about the Porsche. Yeah. Uh, and we got to the hotel and there was two Lancia Stratos oh, yeah. in the car park. And Jack says, Bloody hell, can I says, they they look like beach buggies. Yeah. I said, Yeah. Did no, Sandro Minori were driving one of them. Yeah. Uh, the other one. And turns out they were on the rally. It yeah. was the baptism for the Stratos. The Stratos. I mean, the interesting thing, the Stratos was the very first car ever designed and built as a rally car. Everybody else's were modified as such, but the Stratos was the very first purpose-built rally car. Yeah, and Jack, it was a steady driver, was Jack, it wasn't spectacular, but it was quick, and obviously being in a Porsche, it's a thing, and uh, we going round and then we saw the Stratos with all the back taken off, all the bodywork taken off. Yeah. He said, that's him out. That <laughs> goes a bit further. Yes, yeah. And uh, we did, what, another stage. All the Spanish rally drivers like going uphill. They don't like going downhill. Oh. <laughs> uh, and every, every stage seemed to be a bit like an hill climb. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we got a bit further. Anyway, this... Um, the Stratos. Yeah. I said, by the way, they rebuilt that. They haven't rebuilt it. It's the other car they've got. Yeah. He was convinced it was the other, other yeah. Stratos. And uh, anyway, we, we we had a good time. And, and everything were free. Big party at the finish. Uh, Jack finished. We finished eighth overall, yeah. which was uh, quite good. We'd have finished higher actually, but we didn't have any pace notes for the last day's yeah. event. So we, uh, Harold Morley had a Porsche, yeah. and he, uh, his navigator, Peter Bryant, says, I'll let you have a copy of mine. Yeah. Well, I don't even think they were for the same rally that it was. <laughs> so we, the, so we, we drove the last bit blind. Yeah. You know, yeah. And uh, it was it was good. I enjoyed that in Spain. Yeah. Uh, following year, he got a proper navigator. He got Phil Short to go with him. Yeah. But he says to me, he says, "I want you to come as team manager." Yeah. I said, "Yeah." I said, "Doing service, but I'm free trip again." Yeah. So I decided we'd uh, I'd go. I went with uh, David Sunderland, who was the ace Porsche mechanic. Yeah. It works for my sort of my nephew now. Yeah. 
and uh, he's 80, 80 odd anyway, but he was, yes. anyway we'd gone down in a Saab, uh, so, yeah, Saab uh, uh, estate, yeah. and on the way down, he said the gearbox is a bit noisy, I'll have a look at it, and David Sunderland took the gearbox out the Saab at, yeah. the, at this, at the point, at the Firestone factory, and rebuilt the gearbox. <laughs> Just, you know, put all new roller bearings. <laughs> the Spanish mechanics were looking at him and thinking, you know, put it back, perfect. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have bothered. It was just making a bit of a funny noise. Yeah, but, yeah you'd have left it as it was. But it was good. I but mean, you, you rallied in Norway as well, did? Yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Well, that, that was another fluke. Uh, John Misley was supposed to be driving this ex Paddy Hopkirk Mini Clubman yeah. belonging to Phil Cooper. Phil Cooper was going to do it. He couldn't do it because he got some business meetings and so on. So John Misley said he'd do it. And then he couldn't do it. And the week before, uh, he, Philip Shaw rang up and said, uh, Would you drive it? Yes. Yeah. says, What? He says, we fly out. Cars are already on its way there. Yeah. Uh, we're flying out uh, from Manchester to Oslo. So I'd never been to Norway. So uh, and it was great. But uh, when we got in the car, like it, uh, like I said, it was a pick to drive in the uh, uh, with a limited slip diff. Yeah. On the front wheels and uh, and the tram lines in Oslo, it just went where the tram lines went. <laughs> Anyway, as I said, we did the rally, it was a good do. Uh, uh, we, uh, it, it was more of a demonstration, but there was uh, Eric Carlson, there was Anall, there was uh, Getter Slonsberg, who was even older than me, and she, <laughs> she was in the, uh, a big American car. Yeah, but there were some beautiful cars on that rally. Yeah. Uh, it was a really good event. Uh, Ken Shipley from uh, local motor club he, he went with his wife Anne he had a Triumph Hex Roy Fiddler car that was uh, oh, no, a good good event yeah mm. of all the rallies that you did which is the one that you enjoyed the most the one that I enjoyed the most even though it was on tarmac was the Isle of Man yeah the Manx rally it was a great rally was that what was, what was it about and what did you drive what did you I do drive, I drove in my Cortina yeah uh, GT the first time and uh, when you got on we did one stage was half the TT course yeah uh, and I thought it was absolutely flat out the whole way out. and there was this Lotus Cortina court uh, and it was the bloke that owned the hotel that we were staying at yeah it came past me like a rocket <laughs> and because uh, local knowledge I was going to say that's local yeah, knowledge yeah, isn't yeah, it yeah but uh, no, the Isle of Man was a good, a good rally. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they use the TT parts of the yeah, TT yeah. course, but it's though it's time like it's very demand. There's parts oh, of it oh, very demanding, right, yeah, aren't yes, they? Yeah, yeah. And after that, I used to go. Uh, I did it three times as a driver. Yeah. And then John Midgley from Toyota. Yeah. Asked me. Well, we did the. We used to do the Mintex. Uh, all, all the Welsh things like that with uh, Toyota GB. Yeah. Uh, 
and it, it was good, good drivers, John. Uh, and uh, he, we did it in all sorts of cars. Yeah. Uh, but they were all Toyotas, and uh, it was we won as class. I guess we got awards from uh, Nigel Mansell. Oh yeah. He, he was a special constable over there. No, he was. Yeah. He, he used to he used to present the awards. Yeah. Him. And we get and. The only thing about the rally, the awards were crap. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got a little trophy, you know. Yeah. And John Mitchell was very, very upset that uh, about the, the state of the awards we got in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But going back to the fire scene, I we got to uh, jo uh, Jack Tordoff. Uh, Scooting here was in the bull ring. Oh, yeah. Which was quite interesting. Uh, and we, Jack Tordoff always liked to put his own stickers on. Yeah. He wouldn't let anybody else put stickers on. And it's smaller. Didn't it? Well, funny it. enough, I used, to know, I, I used to drive a variety of cars that belonged to a friend of mine, and he was the same. Yeah, right. Bubble, he won't let, he won't let, he won't let the mechanics do it now. <laughs> anyway, for a night, it started at night yeah. at the rally. We goes at night to pick your cars up publicity to, on television we were because of Porsches yeah and uh, you know and Jack looked at car and it was absolutely festooned with stickers <laughs> that people bought and <laughs> I said oh, I've had this he hasn't paid he hasn't paid <laughs> he's peeling them all off <laughs> and, there, and there was a record company that had sponsored him and gave him gave him money yeah and this supplied us with these rally jackets white satin rally jackets oh they'd be very pra they'd be very practical wouldn't yeah. they yeah <laughs> we looked we pairs <laughs> in fact I've still got mine somewhere it's up in the loft I think yeah this uh, rally jackets yeah but uh, we had to wear them every time we got out of the car you had to, we put, had them to on. put the jackets right even though it was red hot yeah but, uh, no but <laughs> he, he was very very keen with Jack about that um, of all the cars that you've rallied, as a driver and a co-driver, which sticks in your mind as your favourite, and which sticks in your mind as you'd be upset if you saw it again? The one I'd be sick uh, that I got rid of, and I only used it twice, it was a Ford Capri, of which they'd only made 12. Yeah. It had a fiberglass bonnet. It was like a three-litre bulge yeah. bonnet. It had a limited slip diff, which was the first car I really got with a limited slip diff. Uh, and it was a BDA engine. Oh, yeah. And there was a, they only made 12. And I was talking again, going back to Spain, talking to the Ford guy there, uh, Mick Jones. And this, I said, I have a Capri that's got a BDA engine. You haven't, we never made them. Mm. I said, well, somebody's made it, and, you know, so I've got, got it. I give him re registration number. Yeah. And he said, uh, well, it's news to me, is that? And then the boss, the actual boss, I've forgotten his name, he said, yes, we made 12. Yeah. Roger Clark got him one, drove it, and said, He'll never make a rally car. Yeah. It's too long, you sat too low. But he said, put that engine in an escort. Yeah. So by then, we were on twin cams. 
and they said they wouldn't do because it would affect the sales of the uh, twin cams. Yeah. Anyway, it was what I did a rally with it, a club rally, and on farm tracks, and a lad from York came and made me good profit on it. Yeah. So I sold him it, <laughs> and that is the car I get. That car will be worth. Thick end of a million quid, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. But then I think I sold it for about a thousand and two hundred or something like that. And we're pleased to sit back a bit. Yeah. It was a lovely car to drive. Yeah. But uh, but the other the best car I ever had was a uh, an RS two thousand that I got from uh, a chap called Tony Baines that uh, drove it yeah. for Parkinson's at Bradford. Was it a Mark One or a Mark Two? It was a Mark One. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, Parkinson sold out to uh, service garage of Barnsley, you know, uh, yeah. Mike Jackson, not Mike Jackson, the other guy, Eric Jackson. Yeah. And he, uh, I got a lot of spares with it and everything, and that that was a good car. Yeah. Know? But again, somebody came on the car, some big big good money on it so I saw that I bet I was a motor dealer first yeah and a rally driver second yeah well yeah. I know you said you prefer rear wheel drive to front yeah. wheel drive yeah, yeah. so I mean the, the, you can't attend a, an historic rally now without there being a good selection of Mark 1's and Mark 2 oh, escorts right, yeah, there yeah. but I mean what was the last car you drove in a rally because I know you still call you you call drive still yeah. on and off yeah. for a previous guest Andy, it, Andy Ace Harrison. It'd be uh, it'd be the, the RS two thousand. Yeah, uh, uh, that was the last car I drove. Oh, apart from my son had a, an old uh, X Works Vauxhall Nova. Oh yeah, and we did uh, uh, Jeff Williamson organised. A reunion players number six autocross. Yeah. Down in uh, uh, Lincolnshire, Lincoln, Thorsby Hall it was. Yeah. Uh, and we went down to that, and there was all sorts of uh, old uh, autocross people like Colin Grew, there was uh, Kevin Vidian, there was uh, uh, various people, and it was a fabulous weekend. Yeah. And I drove the Nova, and we won. There was an award for the father and son. Yeah, and you won. We won the tyres. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but well, that, that, that was about the. Like, no, I didn't. I drove the when I drove the Mini Cummins in uh, Norway. Yeah, that was the last car I drove. Last rally I drove. Then I went. Went on the. Well, my brother, my partner in the business, said, "Our full time rally." rally drivers instead of being a car dealer yeah <laughs> and uh, I, I drove for uh, started off with well, Jack Todd off then uh, uh, oh uh, Colin Gula mm. I did a lot of rallies with Colin Gula and they used to call him Mad Dan yeah but it, it was a, I never had a off with them, yeah. can't remember. Either the car broke, or yeah, you know, or we finished. Uh, we finished, I think, about seventh on the Scottish. Uh, in his he bought Tony Pons over Ascona. Oh yeah, uh, from Tony Fall. 
he bought that and uh, but it's cars his preparation wasn't very good yeah you know? i remember once we did the mintex thing and we we're going up to bank and the throttle cable broke yeah so we sat so i sat on the front we really had to get up to the top of something bank yeah and there was a service on uh and he said uh, i said i'll get i'll work it from the bonnet yeah so going up the hill, hill to the last airpin left yeah uh, I'm working the throttle and getting a police pulled us up I said you can't, you can't do that I said we've only got to get there another, another quarter of a mile I said, I said and they'll repair it so alright well then follow me so we had a police escort up to the top of the hill yeah. and Jeff Williamson I did a lot of rallies with him yeah yeah I did the IRA, that, that was a one last minute job as well, RAC rally we did, say, started in Bath, we finished, 27th overall, a first in class. John Forrest, it's been a pleasure chatting to you, we could probably go on for a long yeah, time, yeah, but regrettably time is against yeah. us, but John Forrest, rally driver, call driver, as I said, Yorkshireman, thanks very much for joining me on the Backstreet Driver Radio Show. Well, my pleasure. price never beaten on service whether it's cars bikes or commercials Hoddy tires are the best in the business and when it comes to tire expertise and advice to supplying the correct tires for your vehicle specific requirements nobody comes close to david lakin and the Hoddy tires team so give them a call on 01200 613 192 or visit the website at hoddytires.co.uk 